0: Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Talk Commerce. I'm your host, Brent Peterson, and today we're back into the fascinating world of Magento, a leading open source e-commerce platform. Joining me is a distinguished guest, Matthias Schreiber, the Executive Director of the Magento Association. In this episode, we'll explore the current state of Magento, its community, and its future in the ever-evolving landscape of e-commerce. This is the first of a two-part episode on the state of the Magento community. Whether you're a developer, a business owner, or just passionate about open source technology, this conversation is bound to offer valuable insights and perspectives. So, sit back and let's discover what's up with Magento.
1: Are you lost in the content creation chaos, struggling under the burden of high costs and complications? Does the thought of regular content posting make you break out in hives? We feel your pain, but don't despair. Your content hero has arrived introducing content basis, delivering unparalleled content creation and scheduling solutions crafted specifically for your audience and needs. Harnessing the power of AI, we efficiently deliver on-point content every time. Our US-based team meticulously reviews each piece, ensuring authenticity and precision. We value your unique voice and insights. You direct the final shape while we handle ideation to execution. With auto-scheduling, your content always finds its audience. And with bi-weekly check-ins, our strategies sync with your vision. At Content Basis, we're your dedicated ally in the content battlefield. From ideation to posting, we've got your content journey covered. Visit contentbasis.io and say goodbye to content chaos today. That's contentbasis.io. Just a short word from Meet Magento,
0: Florida. Matthias and I are hosting a Magento roadmap session at the event. Go to meetmagentofl.com to learn more.
1: You're listening to Talk Commerce. Subscribe and download at talk-commerce.com.
2: Welcome to this episode of Talk Commerce. This is the community edition of Talk Commerce, and today I have Matthias Schreiber. Yeah, Matthias, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell yeah. us your new your new day to day role, and maybe a little bit of your past, and then mm-hmm. tell us a passion that you have in life.
3: Oh, one of the few. Okay, so um, let's start. yeah. My name is Matthias Schreiber. Uh, that's the, the 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 harsh German pronunciation. Um, I am currently the executive director of the Magento Association, so the non-profit that's behind uh, the Magento uh, open-source version, um, the events, etc., etc. Um, and uh, in my last twenty years, I was dedicated to open-source software uh, to an extent. So I started out with an with an agency. Uh, doing a content management system, which is mainly out of Europe, which is called Type Three, um, and after roughly twelve years, uh, typo Three was in a bit of a of a of a down <laughs> downwards <laughs> spiral. Um, so I decided to talk to my to my co-owners of the agency and ask them, "Hey guys, I have a brilliant idea. Um, I want to get I still want to get my salary and get paid, but I don't want to work here anymore." Um because I want to dedicate like uh my time and and my passion to the to the open source project full time luckily they were able to to see the the benefit behind it and that ended up in me doing that for roughly two years um, and after that the the uh organizational entity behind uh type three was was Uh, so smart to to build a company and then I was CEO of that company for roughly seven years Um, and then I wanted to do something different and then Magento seemed like a little bit in in peril as well so I decided that I guess my passion could be used here uh, to be (laughs) or could be used well uh, there and uh, so I decided to no longer pursue this but now pursue uh, magento and uh, yeah well <laughs> as you might <laughs> might have guessed is I love open source um, I love the 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 principle behind it I think open source has a lot of a lot of benefits other than oh I get something for without paying you know um, but I think that open source is a great equalizer in 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 society especially globally um, I believe that that's giving something back in order to get something more is this give a little, take a little thing. And then I surf in my spare time. So this whole what goes around comes around principle uh, applies there as well. So I also like the business side of things. And that's what I think a lot of people tend to forget. So there's a lot of people who use open source that don't share this passion. And personally, I think that's okay. Um, but normally those people are just are just are just willing to simply go like, hey, you know what? But I, I can pay for stuff, right? I don't wanna I, I don't wanna contribute code back because I want my employees to do something different, or I don't think I'm good enough, or whatever. There's like a quadrillion reasons not not to contribute back to open source via code. Um, but there's people who are just business people that say, hey, if I invest in this. Um, and, and, and I, I, I'm able to, to, to sponsor something or to, to partner, um, then my company looks good. My conscience is like well off, so to speak. And, uh, and I like to, to weave all this together to make open source like truly viable because um, I'm, an, I, I'm a developer originally, but I come from a business background primarily. So I, I have like a, I have like a like formal education in, 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 in wholesale, for example. So I, don't, I do know how to calculate stuff. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's basically combining these two things is what I really, really like.
2: That's awesome. All right, so there's one thing I need to do before we continue on to our conversation. I need to tell you a joke. And you need <laughs> to tell me if the joke should remain open source or if you feel as though this should be the enterprise
3: paid <laughs> version of the joke. Is, is this like the test where the Germans have a sense of humor?
2: <laughs> I'll follow up with that, but I'm, first I'm going to tell you. All you have to do is just tell me if the joke is open source or if it's a paid version of the joke. So mm-hmm. here we go. How do you get 100 math teachers in a room that only fits 99? You carry the one.
3: I still have to process and figure out whether. I'd, I don't think I get it. Help me out. So, 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 open sourcing would benefit me greatly right now. Yes. Because there will be a pull request eventually explaining the whole thing to me in the review section, going back and forth. So yeah, we've
2: known each other for less than a year. So you will soon learn that my jokes are horrendous and uh, and they always have to be explained. So, anyways, um, (laughs) I so I will say I, I was at Meet Magento Poland, um, I don't know in 2018 or 17. And, uh, and somebody gave me a graphic that said, uh, uh, the colors of the German flag and blue is for the blue is for humor. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, have, I, have, I, have, I have horribly, I, I think I just, I just proved that point by not getting the joke.
2: No, no, no. It's okay. You carry the one, <laughs> like, you know, in math, you carry a one
3: to get to the next. Oh, but over to the thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that, that indeed makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, sorry.
2: And so my first, also, so my first speaking engagement in the Magento community was at uh, Magento Live uh, Germany in Munich in 2014, and and I started
3: off by telling a joke and stone-faced didn't didn't click. Oh boy. Um, what, 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 what I found out to, to, to during sessions like that is jokes that involve yourself, like like putting you in a, in a really embarrassing situations, those work with Germans really, really well.
2: Oh, oh I have a you, lot of those. Okay, I can do that. Good point. Thank you for the tip. <laughs> I'm going to use
3: <laughs> open source tip for,
2: yes, German jokes.
4: In the ever-evolving retail landscape, one platform is changing the game ushering in a retail renaissance that puts relationships at the forefront. Welcome to Endear. Endear is a CRM built for omni-channel brands, empowering them with the consumer data to deliver a personalized, efficient customer experience that drives sales and retention. Imagine a tool that intuitively understands your customer's needs, giving your brand a remarkable edge. Don't believe us? Geronimo from Rebag says, I've used every CRM from Salesforce down and Endear is the best one I've found for us. With Endear, your team isn't just selling products and crafting stories that resonate, nurturing connections that last. It's not just a CRM. It's a tool that empowers your sales associates to make personalized connections, bridging brands and customers like never before. Ready to redefine retail clienteling with a platform trusted by hundreds of omni-channel brands around the globe? Request your dear demo today and enter a future of enriched connections and unparalleled customer loyalty.
2: All right. So, um, I, I you know, I, I do want to talk about uh, the Magento community and I would like to touch on community in general, but, uh, tell us about, um, magento association and 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 maybe let's do do if you could do a five-minute overview of how it's changed in the last couple years because there's been some big changes even in the last year
3: yeah i think let, let me try to to shorten that down so the 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 original idea was that you need a legal entity to to allow people to do meet magento events um, because somebody needs to use the trademark, sub-license the trademark, just, just legal stuff. Um, and uh, when Adobe took over uh, the Magento trademarks, the idea was that the Meet Magento Association would be changed to the Magento Association. Because then you don't have to go through the entire filing process and all the, all the complex stuff. And at the same time, Adobe provided Magento Association with generous funding. Um, which was unfortunately, unfortunately, in retrospect, uh, put into a management company that provides to run your association as a service, so to speak. Um, and they do a a really, really good job at keeping protocol and making sure that there's meeting minutes for everything and making sure that everybody gets invited and... Uh, and all those organizational things, which for me as a German are really close to my heart, um, but yet again, they don't understand how open source in itself works. Because I, I think open source people are a special special breed of people um, with a certain mindset, and um, and the what, what I've seen in the last year since I'm since I'm on the job, well, roughly uh, last year. Is that the, the Magento community in itself is very diverse in, in 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 terms of the mindset that they're following. You have like super tough business people on the one end of the spectrum, and you have the 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 true open source GPL purist on the other end of the spectrum, and everything in between. And um, I think that wasn't that wasn't working too well uh, for such a management company, which basically. Uh, comes from a background of, okay, when's the next charity dinner That or the, the next charity golf tournament that we organize in order to raise funds? Because that stuff don't fly with open source people. Um, and uh, so that, that resulted in, well, not, not the outcome that everybody wanted to see, in uh from Magento Association, especially then with the pandemic and Adobe trying to figure out where to go with this magento thing because open source was new for them as well um, and uh and how to deal with the community how to deal with very passionate people um and uh yeah, so I took over like a year ago roughly a little bit less um to try and bring this expertise that I have in that field into the whole mix and where we're, we're slowly turning things around. No, yeah, so I mean,
2: minutes, I no, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I think a lot of the, I'm gonna just say complaints, the complaints from the community came from the fact that there wasn't a lot of communication out of the board and there was a lot of uh, red tape involved with, uh, with Smith Buckland, that didn't allow for things to move in a pace that others would like to see it move in, right? That that's a good a good synopsis of, of some of the problems we saw leading yes. up
3: to a year ago before yes. you started. But this uh, this is it's it's, it's also I, I mean technically we're talking about expectation not expectations not being met. That's how like if I had really to dumb it down like this would be the gist of it. Um, Smith Bucklin on the one hand, um, and for those who don't know, that's the management company that was hired, um, were, were not a good fit per se. On the other hand, COVID wasn't helping. And on the, on the third, or the third variable in this whole equation was Adobe being a huge company, which cannot move fast for a variety of reasons. And, um, then communication might have been an issue um, that's, that's I, I can't say right now. I, I just don't know, which doesn't mean, I, I don't want to like, like dis, d- discredit your point or something. It's, just, it's I genuinely don't know. But I could imagine, you know, it, it adds up. Um, and uh, this is, this is something that needs to be, uh, that still needs to be addressed so that we can, can get to a, yeah, good result. And And it's, I would like I, I would like it to go a lot faster than it currently does, but I'm personally happy with the ship turning at all, rather than discussing, like, the U-turn radius, <laughs> so to speak.
2: Yeah, and I, so I, you know, I think then as let's just call it the trifecta. Now we've got a new entity on the market called MageOS that mm-hmm. that came out of this frustration. I'm, I'm going to say the frustration was with Adobe more than with Magento Association. But, uh, you know, I think the other thing that I'd like to do is let's look forward rather than looking backwards. So let's just yep. say we have this trifecta of communities or of, of, of organizations that are now involved in the Magento community. And um, I think your goal and my goal is to get everybody to play together, right?
3: Well, I that seems to be the most effective way of doing anything, pretty much. Collaboration is in the and and this is going to be like super uh, super hippy now, but collaboration is at the heart of our species. Eventually, um, and and uh, the, the more you start like 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 uh, putting the more groups you have that try to achieve the same thing but each on their own, it gets it gets worse. Uh, for everyone involved, I think um,
2: I started a bit of a uh, a, a bit of a, um, a a storm. There's another word that I'd use in front of it: sugar storm or some something that starts <laughs> with the English word "s." In fact, you're a German. You can say any swear word you want. So you're you're in a unique. Germans and Dutch <laughs> seem to just throw out American swear words like they're they're candy. Anyways, yeah, we use um, it as
3: as, as attributes.
2: Yes. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, fortunately, the newer versions of Magento, you can have more than 400 attributes on your product, so you can have, uh, and as long as you know, even with uh, text variable attributes. Sidetrack. Sorry about that. <laughs> about swear words. Um, uh, I, I I'm trying to create engagement in our community, and I feel like the only way you can get people to respond. Or I felt that way was to push the boundaries with other platforms and so I did that and I got a lot of people angry with me because I was I was promoting another platform over Magento right I was saying Magento what what doesn't matter what I was saying you can look up my tweets I had a whole bunch of tweets and you know I would say yes they were divisive and yes they were um, versus and that was a mistake but um, mm. In an experiment or, or in, a, in an attempt to, to create engagement, I was trying different things, right? So let's talk A-B testing. Um, I, I, I'm particularly frustrated with people saying, A, the Magento community is not around anymore, which I think it's very robust. And then saying that we can only say good things about the Magento community because other communities then look at us and say, oh, look at what a mess that
3: is. I just wanted to get your feedback on that. And... I think I, I, I was on a podcast with, with, uh, Jordan a couple years ago after the, the infamous meet Magento in Poland, where the fork, which is now major got, 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 uh, an, not announced, but the, the, the possibility of, of, of such a drastic measure. And I consider it a drastic measure, um, was, was basically outlined. Um, and uh, and I had, a, I had a long conversation because I was r- relatively new to the whole magento thing, and then people started to like like give me directions, you know, and uh, go like, okay, so this is a troublemaker, this is a troublemaker, that's a problematic person, blah, blah blah blah, all those kind of things. Um, and 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 there's there's like one quote which which stuck with me, and people quoted back to me, which is, I believe you need troublemakers to ask the hard questions. You don't want trolls. Trolls just want to see the world burn. And and especially in social media, one of my favorite quotes from from Mike Tyson is social media enables people to to disrespect others without the the risk of getting punched in the face. Um so so the trolls that's I ignore those people. You know, because they don't add anything to the to the to the situation, let alone a solution or something. You know, that that that's irrelevant. The troublemakers I think troublemaking is sometimes necessary. Um, of course, I would like it to be that there would be no troublemakers. But in order to not have troublemakers, I need to make sure there's no trouble to make. You know, and and sometimes things are like they are. It's like sometimes I get a fight into a fight with my wife. It happens. Like nothing you're gonna do about it. So no hard feelings from my end. And and and. However, you, you, you start poking uh, into the nest to see if it's still alive. This is also something you got to do, you know. There's, nobody complains about the, uh, about the person that removes a hornet's nest from your house by poking it to check if there's hornets around, you know. When you stick in, okay, now it doesn't make a buzzing sound. Maybe we should, like, move back a couple yards. Nobody goes like, why did you poke it? But sometimes you need to poke stuff to find out what's, what's going on, so... I'm fine with that but 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 I think where the where the how <laughs> would I call it the, the the anger or the or the misunderstanding comes from is that in open source people are insanely patriotic towards their single project that's their like like their main thing it's 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 sometimes I wonder whether people treat it like like a girlfriend, and when you use some other piece of technology, it's like cheating on your, you know. And then I have this site girlfriend here, and it's it's this is people identify um, with open source projects. I I would assume because they put a certain amount of their life into it, and 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 I don't belittle this or or, or think that's a bad thing. It's just an observation. Um, I always like to keep competition close because I personally think as long as it goes. To some other open source project, open source as a whole wins. What's really stupid is open source projects fighting beneath each other while the proprietary guys uh, like dry their tears with dollars—tears of laughter—that that is right. So. I would yeah, rather. and
2: I, I will say I, I saw Eric Irway had posted a picture of his Magento mug, um, and uh, and the the CEO of Shopify. Commented on the fact that he had posted this picture of his Magento mug, um, which I think is is uh, particularly rich if you look into what is the Shopify community. Right, the, the, it's not it's not equal, and maybe there's the same amount of people who use Shopify, but only because they're a merchant. There's not like I, I just thought it was interesting that this uh, the CEO of this big company cares about Magento. Well <laughs> so it shows uh, for me that showed that hey Magento is alive and well and somebody's paying attention.
3: Yeah, and it's 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 also I think that that that, that Magento I mean if, if if we if we fast forward to the year twenty eighty and somebody does 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 his doctorate, his dissertation on how open how e commerce evolved, Magento will be a part of that. And it could be fortunate timing or it could, it could be the, 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 um, the boom in e-commerce itself. But I think that, that Magento, to me, was the first what I would consider like serious e-commerce solution that was out there. That, that was also affordable for, for – that doesn't need a million-dollar budget to be run. Um, in order to optimize it, no problem. But I think that that that, that Magento, um, over the the other stuff, what, what was it? was OS Commerce, and then XT Commerce, and then maybe a couple other ones. I forgot, and it, I'm, I'm sorry about that, but it, not my field of expertise back in the early 2000s, so uh, bear with me. Um, but but Magento was like this first big thing that hit, and people were like, hey, you install it, and it just works. Um and and you can you, you can you can build your e-commerce stuff, and I think this was like like liberating to people, and and to me that, that's what I meant earlier with the power and the great equalizer of open source. Before that, in e-commerce, you had to be like I don't know Home Depot or whatever, and be able to buy, what was it? It was like Intershop. Anyone still remember that one? You know, which <laughs> yeah, which I was like it. oh you need e-commerce like really with payment and stuff. Well, Intershop is the way to go. You know, um, and I think Magento was at the right place at the right time with the with a good product fit for a broad, uh, for a broad group of merchants and basically spearheaded the 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 e commerce revolution. And now it what, what's happening is exactly the same that that happened to Type of Three. We were like one of the first, like, serious. Uh, content management solutions that you could put up next to a proprietary solution, and now what happens is that things like like WordPress or 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 other SaaS solutions, I don't know, like Wix and Squarespace and all those kind of things, right? They basically came up and made certain things easier um, because because you don't always need like the super full-fledged solution. Uh, to build something and 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 this is also something coming back to this to this identifying with an open source project when people when you're in a magento agency and somebody asks you what 's the right platform to use your answer will be magento and and then there's all this all this oh, all the blog posts I wish I had a dollar for every blog post. What is the best e commerce solution what is the best content management solution it's a totally wrong question question is what's your demand? What problem are you trying to solve, and then I can answer that. And uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I think early on, um, there, there, early on with Magento, there was there was people that believed in other solutions, and there was people that believed in only selling the one solution you had. I'm saying at a commercial level with Magento. Yeah. And I, I always embraced the people that were were open to to other. There's not there's not one solution for everybody, and I think that's sure. that's part of the problem that you described earlier. Um, in regards to open source, I was very encouraged in in 2019, I think it was that I joined the May conference in Cologne, and the Hammond brothers showed up. Both the the bro- <laughs> uh, Sebastian and, and Stefan showed up to the event, and they put in a talk, and they they presented on the talk, and I thought that was incredible that. Not only do we have theoretic open source competition, but we have them joining us and, and just describing about an e-commerce solution, not trying to sell uh, shopware. I, I thought that was a great way of bridging gaps that, that are there because of a community, right? And it is yeah. really, I think you, you put it, coined it very well in terms of this is my group and I'm not going to talk to another group. It's kind of like uh, in religion; it would be the
3: Catholics and the Lutherans, or something like that, right? Yep. Yeah, we have um, a history of fighting wars over that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Arguably, so, America, yeah, or the US, exists because of those wars. So, sometimes you can find opportunity in bad stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and,
2: and, and another good example is is we did this thing called Mage Titans, and uh, the we did it in Austin, and uh, you know the the. A partner manager uh, who's still there, Dan Furtick, showed up at our event and he would show up every year and he, yeah. he wouldn't try to overly sell big commerce, but he was just there to A, view what we're doing and B, share his experience in his own you know, ecosystem, which I think is the best way to learn what other ecosystems are doing is by participating in those ecosystems.
3: Yep. And this is, we have something similar in Germany, which is the CMS Garden, which is basically a, a, a not-for-profit, tiny association with, a, I think, like a yearly budget of $3,000. Um, but what we do is, is, is what we used to do, is show up as one group at big uh, uh, tech conferences or, or trade fairs for digital marketing. And just show off like, hey, this is, this is the variety and the diversity of open source content management that you can have. And you can talk to each and every one of us. And I found myself in, I think it was in Boston, selling WordPress to, uh, selling the competition to a person at the booth because it solved his problem while the, while while, while the WordPress guy Gunther wasn't there. <laughs> and that's also open source to me. It's like a, it's like a huge bunch of friends in the end.
2: Yeah, um, I want to touch a little bit on the idea that um, we we shouldn't be disparaging. Uh, you, I want to go back to the hornet's nest, yeah. and I had made I had commented on a comment that I saw about we shouldn't be saying bad things about the community because other people are seeing us and saying our community is disjointed and and my thought to that would be well we should be saying things because number one it's showing our community is active and if it's relevant and if it's real it's a conversation that should be had at least and then i guess i suppose the thing is where should the conversation be and i know that you had some conversations in meet Magento, new york behind the scenes so there's some conversations should happen in behind the scenes, and there's mm. some conversations like the panel discussion you had that should happen in public.
3: Yeah, that's that that's true. I mean, and the, for, for for the most stuff, it's um, I mean, you mentioned that earlier. I would I would rather look look to the future, um, and, and and rather than, than at the past that neither of us can change. Um, there's 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 certain things. That I found in this in this <laughs> this magenta thing, which are just so uh, so wild west, <laughs> and 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 I'm, I'm having a really hard time um, looking at these things. And you know, I I see a situation, and I can I can visualize what led to this thing being like that. Going like, oh yeah, we need a we need a Google Workspace. Uh, uh, does anyone have a credit card and then some guy like yeah I got a credit card and then he pays for that now three years later his credit card is, 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 is has, has changed and suddenly nothing works and then the question is okay where, where where's where's the actual admin information uh, well you could try one of these five people which we think were the admin account on this Google workspace and <laughs> you know and fix those things but this this is stuff that 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 and there's more like that, um, where 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 it's it's I hold those people close to my heart because it's very pragmatic and you know like like get stuff done quickly and we'll figure something out later. But that later never comes. It's like documenting uh, the source code. Yeah, we do that later. Um, and at a certain point, it's also it's it's more of a fun story. So I, I, I didn't have conversations in in a in a in a in a in a closed circle or behind. Behind the curtain, so to speak, but it's more like it's a fun story to share. But it's mostly irrelevant to a lot of people, I would suppose. So it's, I, I didn't deliberately not do this publicly. It's, I don't. I, I'm a very open and honest person, and if I mess something up, you will you will know because I will tell you that I messed something up. And this is also what the beauty of open source is to me. You cannot hide stuff in code, so why hide it in PR-related information? I don't believe in yeah, it.
2: Yeah. And I do feel as though there is a number of things that that should be discussed that are just items that are out there for interpretation or discussion or debate. Those can happen behind a closed door, and then there'd be some kind of agreement and we come out and say this is this is how we're moving forward.
0: And that brings us to an interesting juncture in our conversation today. We've covered some fantastic ground discussing Magento's evolution its vibrant community, and the unique challenges it faces. A big thank you to Matthias Schreiber for his invaluable insights. As we wrap up this part of our talk, remember, the world of Magento is as dynamic as it is exciting, and there's still so much more to explore. But don't worry, we're not done yet. This conversation is just getting to its most intriguing part. Stay tuned for part two of this special episode, where we discuss the collaboration and innovation within the Magento community. In the next episode, Matthias and I will explore the collaboration between different entities in the Magento community and how these relationships shape the future of e-commerce. We'll discuss actionable strategies and innovative ideas that are driving Magento forward. You won't want to miss these insights and the lively discussion that follows. So, make sure to join us for part two. See you there. Thank you for making it to the end of this episode of Talk Commerce. Please rate
2: this episode wherever you download your podcasts. We are actively looking for people to participate in the Free Joke Project. Go to talk-commerce.com and sign up for your free spot on the Free Joke Project. If you are a business, I will do a 30-second elevator pitch in the
0: spot to help promote your business. That's talk-commerce.com. quality experience.